When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Geekscapists. Welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, well, we talk pop culture around here. This is a very special Geekscape episode, your second Geekscape of the week, because my good friend Casper Van Dien is in town. You know Casper Van Dien. He's from Starship Troopers, uh, Sleepy Hollow, Beastmaster 3. <laughs> um, Casper is in town for the premiere of his brand new film, Daughter. It's available on VOD and in theaters this weekend. And we were supposed to do an online StreamYard streaming interview and conversation about the film. And he called me up and said, hey, man, come over to the hotel room. Let's just do it in person. And um, we sat down and did this in person so we get super personal on all of this because we've been friends for a long time and it's just like two friends hanging out casper's on geekscape all the time we i love having him on the show he's a very good friend and he's a wonderful human being and i think you're going to hear the camaraderie spill out as we talk about his movies uh that he's got coming out now and his past films and all of that uh i am doing the q a for his premiere tomorrow night and uh that was a surprise i'm excited to do it and uh, his film Daughter is out on VOD this weekend and in theaters. If it's playing near you, check your local listings. Here's my conversation with my good friend Casper Van Dien. I'm going to call him Geekscapes Casper Van Dien because he's here all the time. Enjoy. Hey, Geekscapists. I'm sitting here with my good friend, Casper Van Dien. Casper, uh, you're on Geekscape like every couple months now at this point. We just I, saw you at Comic-Con. Why, why am I not you know, part of the team? Why is it not the Jonathan and Casper show? I mean, at this I, point in time... We're going to call it Van Deenscape. The Van Dien? The, the real geek. The both of us geek. The, the John and Casper geeky out time. Well, um, well t- I mean, you were at the wedding. I was at the that wedding. Was a, that was like a Geekscape episode. Oh, dude, I love being at your wedding. It was so beautiful. You guys were, you guys were so. Everybody there was so sweet. Your friends were wonderful. On uh, the 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 venue was beautiful. The bride was gorgeous. Every the the, you know, the, the groom, bridesmaid. The bri- bridesmaid was hot. <laughs> I want to tap that girl. <laughs> Geekscape is uh, Casper's wife Jenny was one of Heidi's bridesmaids, 
And Matt Kelly, who runs the Geeks Game Network, was one of my groomsmen. And it was very, it was Shane O'Hare was there and Katie and uh, Derek and Big Yanks. And it was a very Geekscape wedding. It was awesome. It and was. Thanks for being a big part of it. I mean, oh, dude, I loved it. I thank you for having me in there. I, I was I was so nervous because I was like, oh, I'm probably going to book something because I usually do. And then I haven't. So that one was that one. You know, it's been a tough year. But I have all these movies coming out right now. So it we, wasn't that tough. And we, <laughs> we, and we talked about it because... That night, you left the, the wedding and went straight to the Mad Heidi premiere. I did. That's and wore right. The, you wore the same stuff that, was, that you wore to the wedding. I did. And uh, we talked that day, and one of the things I mentioned was this movie we're talking about right now, which is Daughter. And Geekscape's Daughter comes out this weekend, uh, February 10th, on VOD. It's also in theaters, so check your local listings. But the thing I said to you was, Daughter's the one I'm looking... I mean, Mad Heidi sounds great, and it looks cool, it's over the top and all that. Uh, it looks like a movie that'll exhaust me because it's just insane. It is insane. It's like a it's like a grindhouse film. Exactly. It's one hundred percent like that. They call it the first Swiss exploitation film, <laughs> and it's it's insane. I'm fighting against lactose intolerant, and I'm do I have there's quotes that are similar to Starship Troopers in it. They even put names of the. While I was looking around, I started reading some of the guards' name tags. Sure. Verhoeven, oh, Rodriguez. That's one cool. was Carl Schenkel. They had all these great directors. Dario Argento. I mean, they had all these... Yeah. Like, you're sitting there going... It's like a bunch of film nerds made a movie. Oh, exactly. It was. It was all fan film. This whole film. Two million dollars, three million dollars, whatever they got. They put it all by fans. That's incredible. Oh, it's... In, it, when you see it, you're going to be blown. I, I couldn't believe. The production value was amazing. The same... They also... One of the producers, not the main... I don't know if he's the main one. I have no idea. Was one of the... Like, uh, Nazis in space or whatever. Oh, the, the one the on the moon? Where yeah. they had a laser for yeah. the... Yeah. I remember that movie. I have, I didn't see it. Like, uh... It was... They, they made, like, three of them. Yeah. I think the first one was the one that everybody loved. Yeah, that's the one. He was a producer on that, and he produced... Uh, he was one of the producers on this. But the two director writers, they're wonderful and they're like yes come do this swiss german and i did it with a slight swiss german accent and uh, the whole time yeah it's incredible wait i can't wait for you to see this were you that's the one i want to see yeah you You want to come you're inviting yourself back on the show again of course (laughs) dude all you have to do is call me up i can do it anytime we can do the same i don't know why we don't do it more i mean we do it enough but i don't know why we don't do it more why aren't we already just doing our own show the john and casper show it kind of is at this point but the movie we're talking about right now is daughter and that's the one that as we're walking up to rehearse, I think the the, the wedding. Uh, we I said, dude, you're taking a lot of swings in different divergent styles and areas and movies with different tones. And Daughter is the one I was excited about because that was like the one where I was like, okay, kind of get what Mad Heidi is. Like you said, it's a grindhouse movie, but Daughter was the one that felt like it was contemplative and weird and was taking influences from all sorts of pretty intense places. And having seen the movie. Whether it's shooting on film or the long takes or the monologues, which kind of remind me of like some French New Wave stuff, where it's just, hey, we're going to have a monologue between, or a dialogue between two characters. We're just going to talk about concepts. We're going to talk about spirituality. We're going to talk about. I was like, okay, this is not a movie to turn on at nine o'clock at night. No, you want to be able to chew on this movie. I think so. I think you want. When when I when I my manager called me up, Jeff Goldberg called me up. He goes, hey, Casper, your agent really loves the script and wants you to do it. And he goes, I don't get it. Yeah, no, that's easy. Then I read it and I went, oh my God, I'm in. Yeah. And then I started because Corey Deshaun, the the writer-director of this, he's a super smart guy. Can't wait for... Have you met him yet? Oh, you guys are going to love each other. He's he's so so smart. But he... I would sit down and I would ask him a question. I would go... Because I started looking up all these... 
all the quotes that I say in this because my guy was doing this just monologues and, and I started looking up and these were different quotes from authors. So I just Googled what I was yeah. saying, a couple of things, and I found authors and quotes from the Bible. He was tying them all in and inter- everything was legitimately the dialogue that was said. So I, I, I would ask him a question, oh, Corey, so let me ask you about this. Would, would this be in a reference to this thing and this? And then he'd go, let me think about that. And he'd go like this. And then he'd go, I'll come right back to you. And then I'd, go, I'd watch him walk off and he'd be thinking and he'd talk to everybody doing this director thing and he'd look over at me and he'd come back to this and he'd come back to me later and go, this is why it would work mm. or this is why it wouldn't work. Yeah, but or, this your character what, has to justify it, right? Yeah, but he had all these things. He never, he was such a, he, he was such a thoughtful man where, where, you know, sometimes everything is like, a lot of times now, the films, if you're not going fast, 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 right. cut, 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 it's not going to be a movie that anybody's going to see. Yeah. But this one, like you said, you have to be focused and you have to pay attention because there's there's little nuances in even the dialogue. It was amazing for me to see this because my character, when I'm on screen with everybody else, I do all the talking. Right. They'll maybe say a couple words here and there, but then they have to look at me and see if I'm okay with what they're saying. And if I'm not, you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe I'll take a hammer to their head. You don't know. I mean, they live with this threat all the time. In Geekscape, uh, Casper Bates basically he pl- basically plays a doomsday type prepper who we don't know if an apocalyptic situation has happened or not. And it's we'll talk about the shooting of this film prior to COVID because it yeah. feels like such a COVID-influenced film. Uh, but basically... He's protecting his family from an outside threat. It could be a dirty bomb. It could be COVID. It could be uh, some kind of virus. But we don't and know. <laughs> you don't know, but he's using it as a means of control. Yes. And he, in the movie opens, and there's a woman running from him and his son. They kidnap this woman, bring him back, chain her up, and now she's their daughter. Yeah. Well, no, no. That's not the one that I do that. I smashed the woman's smash head the in. woman's head in. Right. And then right. I and captured then another girl. You captured the other girl. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, this is hardcore, and then the the dialogue starts, and it's like, okay, this dude is just brainwashing people and mm. controlling them, cult leader, creating his own logic. Yeah. And I'm excited to see the movie again tomorrow because, again, like, yeah, you know, watch it the first time. I'm looking for things as a director, like the style. What are they doing? What's he doing? I need to just go and reabsorb this film. Yeah, it was so interesting for me, this director, because you're a director, so you understand this stuff, so you get it. This is not something that they make very often anymore. Not too often. Not things like this. But this guy was so thoughtful in the way he did it. Everything was shot on film. The the Polaroids were the original Polaroids. So every even my Polaroids were original, like and it was like slow and it took forever to process. And then all the film was done on like a 1950s, 60s camera. So it was like all this, this little camera that they were doing. And then the film was done on the regular. So we're all on film. And one day I did that one speech where I'm teaching. Mm-hmm. It's like three and a half pages. We get done with that. And I'm like, okay, as an actor, I learn it all, get it all, throw it away when I'm done. Four days later, he comes to me. And I'm used to, you know, four days later, he goes, Casper, uh, remember that scene? I go, yeah, Whew, glad that's over. He goes, uh, uh, it, it, it didn't work. And I go, what's wrong? He goes, the magazine didn't work and I go oh. <laughs> which I haven't had to do that yes. I haven't had to do that since like Starship since I, since I shot I was like what I go so I had to reach I go when are we when are we shooting this and he goes um, now yeah. and I go I had all this other dialogue I was going to do that day but he goes I have to do it right now because we have to close this set and move it over to the next. And I was yeah, like, so you know it. how that is. is Absolutely. So Sorry, I, you got 10 minutes. I had 
less than 10 minutes and I did it. But I, I had thrown all that out of my head. It was four days before and I've learned all the new dialogue I had to say. You cue carded it, didn't you? No, I never no. Would. I would never do that. You, you weren't like, hey man, I'm a little hazy on that stuff. Nope. I had this other stuff in here. I will never let anybody beat me like that. I, I'm so. How much time did you take to yourself to be like, hey man, give me two minutes, let me look over I, it? I went over it. I, look, I learned dialogue and, and I'm gonna t I'll give you a secret. In first grade, I got held back because I was dyslexic. I am dyslexic. I can't read. Okay. So it takes me forever to read something. Now, by the time I finished my senior year in high school, I graduated, you know, I was third in my class. I was operations officer. I was, I completed my first year of university mm -hmm. English in my senior year in high school. I was all AP by then. So I had overcompensated. So I become somebody who can read, but I still am dyslexic. Sure. So it takes me a lot, but it's become a superpower for me because I can memorize. Yeah. So I can memorize it. And when you throw me a loop, I'm on a set, I'm not gonna let him down because I know how much it, I know what production and the value is of it. I'm not there to fuck around. I'm not there. I, yeah. I have fun and I joke around on set and everything, but I come and I'm a prepared actor. I'm not an actor that ever goes, ever unprepared to a set. Never, it's never happened. 35 years I've done this, I've never cut, shown up unprepared. No, I've sucked. I have sucked, I've done terrible. I've done bad jobs. I, th I don't think everybody can be on all the time. But I never go in with the intention of sucking and I never go in unprepared. I'm just a super focused person when it comes to acting because I don't want to mess up with anybody else's money, time, and effort. Everybody's putting this in and they're going to hire me, trust me enough to be a voice or a person for them. I'm going to have their back 100%. So even though he came to me last minute, I was like, I got this. I already know I had it. I had it before. So I went back, revisited everything, had to go over it. I was, I was a little nervous at this point sure. because I hadn't been, I had already done the work for it. So I know it's still in this brain somewhere, um, but because I'm ADHD and dyslexic, <laughs> you know, what were we talking about? Oh, no, I'm just don't start with me, Okay, um, but because I'm both of those things, I know I've had to overcompensate a lot, but I think it's also become why I'm an actor, because I, right. these are things, I was called dumb when I was young, and then people were like, oh, you just can't pay attention, you can't do these things, you need to be, so I had to become somebody who's, could could become hyper focused, even though I'm I'm really not. I'm like I I, I can lose, but I, if I get on a set, I'm on set, right. and I'm on energy all the That's whole time. I never job. I never bring down. I was on a set just a, a a month ago, and the guy goes to me. One of the actors comes and goes, "How do you keep your energy like this up?" It's we're set, we're at the seventh hour. I go, check me out at the fourteenth hour if we're here there. Twelfth hour tonight, fourteenth hour. He goes, "You are a fucking asshole." He goes, "How do you do this?" I go, "Because I don't ever want." If you, if you come in and you do your energy here and you're like this in the morning and then you have to do your coverage at night and, and it's inconsistent, yeah. you're going to suck. Yes. And I learned that as an earlier actor. You're forcing the editor to pick takes that don't suck. And, and they, they won't match. It won't match. So you have to be the same. You. So I'm insane and people go, how are you so insane? And it's not that I'm, I, I'm insane. We're all insane in this industry sure. if we're going to do this, even, you know, whatever we do. But I'm insane in the point that I want it to be the best product, always, 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 always. I never want anything to go. So I, I have to have that energy. So for daughter, I, I, I was able to get that. And, and I loved it. I loved everything. I loved, I loved that he had the ambiguity because you don't know what time period this is. And that we shot it before COVID. So we had no idea that was going on. And then the fires came and we had to get evacuated because the fires almost burned the whole house down. You all shot it up by that campground and yeah, all that up stuff? Up in, uh, in uh, El Clarita. Yeah. Yeah, Santa Clarita. Watched. Um, oh, up in Santa Clarita, got it. Right when the fires came four years ago, when they were up there, I was was I was driving back. You can go left or right. I went left, and you go in a half an hour left. I get there, and and free was on fire, the exit and everything. So I had to turn back and go the other way. I took a gamble to find out which way, and I tried calling them because they let me go first. I'm like, you guys, can't, don't go left, don't yeah. go left. Yeah. 
but I, I couldn't said, get through to anybody, so I felt so bad. So I sent I, you off as a canary, though. Don't feel that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they were like, listen, we all lived. They were like, listen, we, we, we can recast, but <laughs> let's send you. <laughs> Let's see if the actor comes back. Hey, we got enough of the white guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> get Judd Nelson on the line. <laughs> get Judd Nelson. Can we get, maybe we should have gone with somebody who was Hispanic. I mean, we yeah. got a black director. We got a Vietnamese cast. Why did we hire this crazy white Send guy? Send the white guy into the fire. It was so much fun for me. If anything, you'll come back a little darker. Yeah. Oh. There we go. Hey. Okay, was that PC to say? I don't know. I'm oh, not okay. very PC. Your PR is going, no, 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 no. They, they might be. I, Geekscape, you've been listening for 16 years. That was a very calm joke. Yeah, I, I don't I don't even care. I'm not a PC guy. I, I don't want to be disrespect, disrespectful to no. anybody because no. I, I love everybody. We were kind of just know. joking about you. Yeah, I'm basically an asshole. <laughs> we were kind of just making fun of Casper. your whiteness and yes, the fact yes. that you, they tried to sacrifice you. Yeah, but it is interesting. I love being in, in I mean, this cast is 60% color, mm-hmm. you know, most of the cast and crew. Yes. I, 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 it was a rare moment for me, except for when I've shot in like uh, Thailand or China yeah. or something, you know, or Africa. I've sure. shot, I've, those, I've, been, I've been on so many sets where I've been the only white guy. Mm-hmm. So I have been on that, and that's okay. I didn't mind that at all. It was, it was fun. They, 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 what was interesting about that was that they were all friends beforehand. On, on daughter. Yeah, all of them were already friends. So they had already developed a relationship. They'd been working on this, and when they hired me, I think that was an interesting uh, thing to have because I'm, I'm coming in as an outsider a little bit. And I am an outsider from their perspective, but I take control of them. Sure. And that was fun for me. As in, It was fun for me because I, I decided one day, I parted my hair down the middle and I had a beard and I called Corey and I go, Corey, I took a picture and I go, is this okay for the character? He goes, I love it. So I showed up, I would go like this and I had my hair parted down the middle and my wife and my daughters all went, oh, gross. <laughs> and my daughters had no idea what I was doing. Right. And they're just like, what is that? This is so gross. You're creeping me out. And I go, good. And yeah. I would drive to work as this father, and I'd drive back to work, and they come back, why are you still with a hair like that? And all I did was comb it different. Sure. It's not like I had some great method. No, you had like an alfalfa part of the Yes, middle. thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. That's what I was going for. <laughs> a grown-up alfalfa. Grown-up alfalfa, yes. He turned into a psychopath? Yeah, well, he wasn't. You. What do you mean he wasn't? <laughs> Didn't you see him with Darla? Come on. <laughs> oh, taste, Spanky. Oh, come on. <laughs> Uh, well, Geekscape, so I'm doing the Q&A tomorrow. That, that fell into my lap when Camelia, our, our PR person, said, Hey, Jonathan, like, do you want to do the Q&A tomorrow at the premiere? And I said, yeah, sure. I love Casper. Uh, yeah, Casper's one of my best friends. Um, I guess I'll do that. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. I don't, do I have to watch the movie, though? The movie hurt my brain. But <laughs> I hope so. I mean, it's a movie where I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, well... All right, this isn't just a horror movie. This isn't just a okay. I'm gonna have. This is gonna take a little more work for me to watch. Let me. I'm gonna have to watch this one twice, and now I get a chance. Well, you know what's been interesting for me is it's won at like 14 film festivals, as it should. Best picture. I won best actor twice with it. Matt Heidi's won at like 12. But that's what I told you on my wedding day. I said you're having a little bit of a renaissance because you're choosing stuff. That isn't what people expect of you. Well, like, yeah, because what, what, what right now I also have right now out is County Line, yes, No Fear with Tom Wompat. Well, you're playing a bad guy in that one. I am, but, but you also have like the the very sweet movie about the girl. And yeah, the yeah, Heart of a Champion. I have the Heart of a Champion, with Yaya Gosling, and uh, and also Eddie Furlong is that. Edward mm-hmm. Furlong is that. He's awesome. I had that's, the best time working with him. That's almost like a Hallmark movie. It's so sweet. It, it right? is so sweet. It's such such a good kind movie, and I'm a good man in it. I'm actually a good man in that one. 
Battle for Saipan is the war movie I have out right now that is uh, that did so well that uh, Saban bought it. We did it independent, and then Saban bought it, and then it did so well for Saban that Paramount bought it. And they put it out in some theaters, and then they've had it on there on demand right now for them. Can we get a sequel and maybe have another Saipan battle? No, it's a historical drama. You can't make a sequel no, to it. No, it's so interesting because right. I played the doctor. And this is a true story. Yeah. This doctor, during during the last, during, when the Japanese were attacking in Saipan, making their last push, there was 5,000, so they were desperate. They, put, they pushed against Americans, and they headed into a hospital because some troops went in there. And this doctor, who back then... They took the hypocritical oath. Everybody's very serious about it. If you broke that, it was such a disgrace. Well, when the Japanese were coming, he ended up standing in and stabbing and killing him at the end. He was shooting them, and then when he ran out of bullets, he was stabbing them with a knife at the end, and he was getting bayoneted. And, and then the, the army never wanted to talk about it because they, he broke his, he killed people. Yeah. He was a doctor. But then the doctors and nurses and the other patients that survived, not all of them did, but a lot of them did because of what he did, they kept pushing for him. And then under Obama, they gave him posthumously a, a, an award. But I didn't even know about this guy. It's amazing. And to that's me. who you played in the. Browser, I play right? this guy. I play a wow. real guy that that did this, and and people are alive today because he was shooting people. And when they ran out of bullets, he got up in the doorway as they were coming in and was stabbing people. And I have a scene like that. Only I'm using a hammer. Is that how you got the scar under your eye? I tripped over my dog at night. Oh, That's so embarrassing. I was, I, was, I was giving you an hour. You gave me the best. I don't even drink, so I don't have a good excuse because I'll show you what I did. I, I was coming, stepping over my dog at night, 2.30 in the morning, and he yelped, and I pulled my knee back like this, and I went right into the post like this. Knocked, almost knocked myself out. Jenny kept going, Casper, you okay? I think I need it. I'm really hurt. She's, I'm calling the ambulance. I go, no, no, just drive me there. And she's like, and I'm bleeding. I bled all, there's blood everywhere. My eye was covered in it. I looked like I had glasses on, blood glasses. And when this one was a patch and this was just, skin was just dangling like this. The doctor, when he grabbed it, there he goes like this. And I go, can he you tugged just, on, he tugged on the He tugged on it, put his finger on it. And I That's said, can you just cut it? He goes, yeah, I guess I should just cut it. <laughs> I, yeah, Heidi, Jenny goes, I can't believe he was pulling on it. <laughs> Geeks came, it's my wife, Heidi, and Caster's wife, Jenny, are writing a screenplays together and stuff. And they do yeah. like, a, every week they do like one or two Zooms. And the husbands like to hop on and say hi to each other. I hop on, and the the gash on Casper's face, or at least the stitches, or what you had, I, I just glue. I was about to text you and be like, "Hey, away from Jenny, is everything okay?" <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah, I could use that story. That would have been a better one. Listen, man, is everything all right? Jenny's so mean to me. <laughs> The nicest woman in the world. She's wonderful. She is. She's, She's incredible. Oh, my God. And uh, they're out getting us coffees right I now. I know. And then I have Monsters of California coming out with Tom DeLonge directed. Uh, you know Blink what? I, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to know about that. Oh, so good. I interviewed Tom in my He's college awesome. radio show. Oh, wow. And I'll he get dressed you. up as Mexican wrestlers and all this stuff. Like Tom was great. Tom and Mark, I had them together. I'll, I'll get him to come on this with me. I loved, I loved having Tom on the show. Oh, we'll get it him for awesome. Monsters of California. I'll get it with oh. you. We'll, we'll that him is because he's all into aliens. He's into this stuff. Dude, it's, all the aliens great. are in it. It's all real stuff that we're talking about. He is insane. He's he, he's so good. He would come to me as a director. He'd go like this. Casper, okay, now in this scene, dun, 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 and he start doing this music, and then he'd play me this music, and he goes, "This is what's going to be going on in this scene." So. Every scene and every shot, he goes, okay, feel this. And but it's all me. music for him because he's a musician. Because he's a musician. And it was so... That's cool because... It was so fast. I had never experienced it because he goes, come, come here. Come here, come here. This is your scene right now. You got the scene? Because you... I go, I know everything. I love how you know all the dialogue. He goes, this is the music in the scene. You know the dialogue, but it's got to sound like Here's this. The music. It's got to have a pace like this. this it's got to have a tone ha- like this. It's so, got to have a rhythm. Which was amazing for me. So I had not worked 
necessarily. I mean, I've done different sure. things and stuff. I had I've sung and for some reason I've sung in eight movies. Gotten paid to sing in, and and they should have they should have dubbed me because I can't sing. But but they <laughs> never did. I don't know. So I have been paid to sing. I'm a paid singer. You're talking to a paid That's singer. That's incredible. That's incredible. When's the album come out? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm working on it right now. Okay, I gotta get the other fabs. So, Casper, Casper, I asked the Geekscapists. Oh, good for questions. The Geekscape questions. Okay, let them begin. Geekscapists, I'm looking them up right now. So, I've got your questions here, uh, and um, let's see. We got about nine minutes left of talking to Casper before he's got to hop on with some of our peers in the journalistic uh, industry. Um, okay, so here's Brian Coker, and he says, "I saw the trailer for Daughter. It looks amazing. It looks like it has some horror elements." And he says, what can you tell us about it? I think we covered that one, Brian, and uh, maybe they'll let me re- uh, record the Q&A yeah, tomorrow yeah. night. And I don't know. We'll talk to the publicist. We'll talk to the, the, the film uh, company and see if, if maybe I can get you all the Q&A too because uh, there's a lot to talk about this movie. As I said, it's very dense. This is not a movie that you want to watch. It, it, you're going to be contemplating this movie. You're going to be chewing on this for a while. You, you have to have some time this. to sit down and actually watch you a movie. You don't want to be like, hey, babe, we just finished a TV sitcom. You want to throw something on? Oh, there's this movie. You're not going to be in the mood. You've got to be ready to sit down. For something dark. It's, it's going to challenge you. Yeah. Um, and make you uncomfortable. There's there's some really uncomfortable situational... Um, yeah. It's not <laughs> a guy imprisoning people. Yeah. I mean... And it, it's based on... It's based like, on... This is based on real events. Well, I was thinking, considering you are the... Caucasian actor and the everybody else is of color. Like there's a almost like a colonialist. It's terrible, weird thing is, going it's on with brilliant. this movie. You know, especially because some of the characters end up in chains through it, and it's like, dude. And I'm the one putting him in chains. There's a lot to again. There's a lot to chew on with daughter. It comes out uh, February 10th. It'll it'll be out. You listen to this. It's coming out this weekend. VOD in theaters. Um, Benjamin Snyder. He says. Any chance of another Starship Troopers movie or TV show? I would love it if there was. I have right now out on Crackle and Popcorn Flicks, Salvage Marines. We talked about Pe- that, yeah. People are calling me Old Man Rico in that. That's the closest thing I have right now. Okay. So, Geekscape, we did Salvage Marines and we talked about it with Casper and the cast at the Geekscape booth at Comic-Con this past yes, summer. Yes, we did. Uh, if you want to know more about it, well, just go to Crackle and watch them. And yeah, if you want to know it was number 10 about it, out of all. Go back and find that Geekscape from Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, any fun stories of working on the tracker with Russell Wong? Oh, I love working with Russell Wong and Lexi Doy and, and Jason Blicker. That's and Chris Kavinsky, Kavinsky, who I think you've talked to about the Saipan film. Ah. So he does our, our action show. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, um, I, I loved working with Russell. Um, I, it's interesting for me. Garrett Warren, I flew up to do some of the fights. So there's three fights in that or four fights in it that are really amazing. The others are okay, but... There's there's three or four fights that are really amazing, and that's because Garrett, Garrett came up and choreographed them and did them, and he challenged me. At one point in time, I'm in pads and he's in just a t-shirt and jeans, and I'm in and a long sleeved and jacket, and he goes, "Now fall down," and so I did fall, and I, I'm pretty good at falls, and he goes, "No, not like that," and he jumped up in the air and he landed down like like this, and I'm like, so I had to do it, but he has a little cut on him, I'm like Garrett, and he goes, "No, just do it," and I came up and I did this. And I knocked the wind right out of me. And I was like, fuck. But I did it. And it's in there. But he just kicks my ass so much. Did, did you pay him back by playing it? Did you like reward him by playing an extra in Roadhouse for him? He called me up. This is interesting. So I don't you know, know if the I'm... New, the new Roadhouse uh, remake with, with Jake Gyllenhaal, folks. Uh, Conor McGregor? Yeah, Con- Conor McGregor. And like you, you do like stunt work in it. I'm not an actor in it. So what happens is Garrett... You should be singing. 
I, I should be singing. I should be singing. I should have been in the band. But this is what happened for me. It was, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, because that other guy is no longer no longer alive. That was a, the original band from the original one. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. It's sure. so terrible. But I mean, Patrick Swayze is obviously a legend. Yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah, so many people in that movie. Was but uh, Garrett called me up because nine of his people got COVID and he couldn't fly people in from LA. He's like, Casper, can you come and help me? I can only get a couple people from Florida. Florida. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we had to fly into Dominican. And he goes, can you fly in? So I had to go through, jump all through these hoops, go get COVID tests and everything like that because it's still during the COVID. And I had to fly down there just to be a utility stunt guy. I was 53. It's just before I knocked my eye out. Um, I did all these stunts. I got thrown over a pool table. I threw a guy over a pool table. I threw a chair over a guy. I smashed people. We're just having this huge fight all day long, just fighting. I didn't get hurt at all. But I did all these fights. I got thrown over the pool table maybe nine times and I threw a couple of different guys over it hit one guy into a thing I hit the pressure's uh, off you don't have to memorize dialogue didn't have to do anything I just got to be in there and I didn't even get to talk I got to meet Conor McGregor I didn't get to meet Jake because he was in his head and I didn't want to disturb him so I understand what that's like as an actor and I just got to meet Conor McGregor really briefly but I just like you know geeking out because I'm a huge fan and I'm a huge fan of Jake's too but I was just Garrett asked me to do it and it's you know I was 53 and it was my first time as a utility stunt guy (laughs) I've done stunts before, but I hadn't been a utility, you know, right. hired to be a utility. They got to get you to the premiere now, and you can meet Jake. I mean, you did a solid. I did a solid. But, yeah. you know, I would do anything for Gary. He's yeah. my best friend, so, you know. Well, okay, so we've got Klaus, uh, Klaus Harrison saying, How method was it shooting at Hell's Half Acre for Starship Troopers since Wyoming is so isolated? You already kind of feel like you're on a beetle-infested planet. I don't, it, I don't know if Wyoming has beetles, though. Uh, it, it didn't. It's... A, it's it's actually we were in Casper, Wyoming, and it, we were just outside. We were filming just outside of Casper, Wyoming, in Hell's Half Acre. But we stayed at the Casper Hilton Hotel right next to the Casper Planetarium, next to the Casper's Family Fine Dining, Casper, Get uh, out. Casper Avenue, Casper Police Department, Casper Fort, Casper Fire Department. I have the fire department jacket and hat. I mean, everything was Casper, Casper Mountain, Casper River. It was so amazing. Casper Planetarium. And that's your all first this. big role, and it's like and the, big the, there, the universe kept telling you. Everybody hated me because I would talk about Casper all day long. I'd be like, hey, look, there's Casper this, there's Casper that. Hey, there's Casper's family dining. There's Casper's liquor. Um, there's all, I mean, everything. everything <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. I had pictures. I took pictures of all this. I have a book at home. I'll show you sometime when you okay. come over. Uh, I have a, a book that has all these pictures of Casper, me next to all these signs that say Casper. It's just because I was like, when's the next time I'm going to do this? <laughs> this book is huge, though, right? Yeah, it's huge. It's a big, it's all my pictures from Starship Troopers. It's about this thick. Okay, okay, okay. It's not just, it's not just Casper, but I, I'd say about 30 pages of it are. And then everything else is Jake just, Busey. And yeah, Jake Busey. That. Yeah, Jake Busey. Who I had on the show. He's and awesome. He's I love Jake. Super nice dude. You yeah. You see him while you're out here? Uh, I don't know if I'm seeing him while I'm out here. I, I, I don't know. I... I've, it's so hard because this is such a quick trip. Sure. And they told me very last minute. Sure. They were telling me possibility, possibility, but I just got the flight yesterday. I know. Because. We were scheduled to do this yesterday. I just got the Q&A yesterday. (laughs) But I just got my ticket last night. Last night I got the ticket. I know. So I was like, oh my God, what are you guys doing to me? (laughs) I mean, Geekscape, this would have been over StreamYard, but Casper called me a couple hours ago and goes, just go over to the hotel. I got you between two interviews and just hang out in the hotel. We'll do this in person. It'll be a lot more fun. And then we'll go to dinner. And then we'll go to dinner and it'll be great. And then I get cast for two days in a row. 
Yeah. You know, I was honored that they asked me to do the Q&A. Dude, I'm honored that you said yes, and I appreciate that. I know we're friends, and you don't ever have to do that for me, but I'm glad you do. No, it's great. It's I'm not going to flip over a pool table. No, well... I'm not doing the same deal that Garrett does. Well, I, careful with that necklace on the oh, microphone. Oh, sorry, Jesus. Us, but some, oh, come oh, on, man. Oh, my God. I'm not... Sti- I'm doing Duolingo, but I'm not... I'm doing... <laughs> I'm doing Duolingo, but I'm not doing Spanish. I'm doing come French. Oh man. Jenny's doing Spanish. <laughs> I'm like, ¿Qué está pasando? You can just hear this fucking... Ah, <laughs> no comprende! <laughs> you live in Florida. You should be learning Spanish. Je parle français. Je ne parle pas. Yeah, you don't... You live in Florida. Mais mon grand-mère parle français. Wait, Florida... They barely don't... Mon père parle français. Mon père parle français. My sister, my father... Father, my grandmother all spoke French. That is true. And but I, my sister also speaks Spanish, and my brother-in-law is a Spanish teacher. Everybody who asked me, my friend Jason, and anybody who asked me oh, what, what you're like, I say he's one of the smartest people you're ever going to meet. Don't tell people that. Why? Well, because I have a whole thing that I do that Jenny, well, Come okay, on. Thank, I appreciate it. Thank you. Come on. I owe a lot to you. I had a rough time there in, in 2016. Yeah, I did, you man. Know? We all do. You saw me through my divorce. Then you saw me through my... You've seen me running. through my divorce. I You've have. seen me through... Je- we've been through a lot together. We've, we've known each other for quite a few years now. We've seen each other through a lot I of can't shit. can't tell people you're smart because you want to pull some gag on them? What is this? What's this gag you do with people? Uh, you come no. in acting like Tarzan? No, I, I think... I, years ago. I think when I was younger and they called me dumb from not being able to read and I really... I got held back. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it was a huge complex and I was really tiny and people I was very shy mm-hmm. me shy can you believe that um, I was I was terrified I was uh, and I think I had to overcompensate and get above that but then I started finding ways that when people would underestimate me sure it seemed to help me a lot so oh. I don't mind the underestimation I didn't tell people I went to, to, to college to be a doctor I don't I don't go bragging about that kind of stuff I didn't tell them that I had completed a year of college in my, my senior year in high school I don't want to tell I don't want to go to the things I, I was dumb or I wasn't dumb. I just didn't know how to do it. And when I had to overcome... Because people didn't know how to teach you for no, that way. My, my late older brother was like that. And he barely graduated high school. But the, his engineering brain... And that's that's the thing. Like, the tragic thing about him, his death in 1996, mm. when, he was hit, when he was hit by the drunk driver, was that it was the, the for only year we were ever friends. We mm. were both grown up enough to become friends. And then, like, a month before he was killed, he had decided, you know what? I don't want to go to Mexico with mom and take a year off. I want to go back to college. And he got straight A's. For the first time in his life, he got straight A's. The guy could he could build a car. He could build saltwater aquariums. He just, like you said, they didn't know how to teach him. And yeah, it's not the same as being now, dumb. It's, it's not dumb. But, but you don't know that when you're a kid. Sure. And kids Especially are really, when people are telling you that. And kids are mean. And all my parents were educators, and they never said I was dumb. They were like, you're going to get this. You're going to get yeah. My parents were wonderful. My grandmother's a teacher. My dad's a teacher. My mom's a teacher. My sister, my brother-in-law. I mean, I have so many teachers in my family. I have an uncle. I mean, all these people that were teachers. So for to have a dyslexic kid that couldn't read, it was really mind-boggling for all of them. Uh, but it's just my brain doesn't work that way. I mix what I do when I when it, when we used to dial numbers. Yeah, I would always dial mix up the middle Wrong. numbers. Yeah, and then when I read a, when I read sentences, I'll mix up the middle words, but I'll also mix up the middle of their letters mm-hmm. in the words. So what happens is sometimes when I'm talking, and I'll give you a little insight into the Casper Van Dienisms. So when I'm talking, sometimes and I go dramatic pause. It's because my brain's frozen. And you're rearranging. And trying I'm trying to, to figure out what's going on in my brain. And people have gone, why was Casper pissed? Like, and why, yeah, he's staring at me intently. Yeah. Like, well, well, well um, Shane Graham in Salvage Marines comes sure. in one, one of the scenes. And I'm just sitting there, just sitting there prepared for the scene. And he comes in. And this is not because 
What's up, Pry Bar? What's with Rest and Murder Face, Pry Bar? And, the and Resting Murder Face. Red, yeah. Resting Murder, not a line in it, and I had to keep a straight face, kept it, and afterwards everybody was laughing. They're like, oh my God, that nailed Casper. And I'm like, what are you, I was just sitting here. But it was, I had a dramatic pause in my head because my, my brain is trying to rearrange the words and letters. That, that had come in my head. And it's not like I'm going, oh, I have to say this. It's just like, I know the dialogue, and I know it so well because I rehearse, but every once in a while, it could see it in my mind, but you say but, his words, and then and, they, come and then out. they they go they go different, and when they're different in my mind than what they are supposed to be, then that's when I freeze, and then when I can rearrange them back, then I can go again. Well, all the more impressive that you did this movie, daughter, because the monologues are long, the Ooh. scenes are intense, and it's a challenging movie. Geekscape us again. Let's wrap this up. But February tenth, the movie is out on VOD and in theaters. Uh, it, in May, it'll be on DVD. Uh, so that it'll earn its place in Matt Kelly's DVD uh, basement, which I got to see in person. I, I'm sure he has a million of these things, and he should because, you know, if you go streaming and this and that, you don't know when it'll disappear. I like old school media as well. Um, Casper, man, thanks for coming on the show, dude. Thanks for coming to the hotel. Thanks for coming to my room, Tony. Hey, hey, yeah. Where are the women? Oh, yeah. Hey. There's women around here. <laughs> They'll be back with coffee They'll soon. be back with coffee soon. <laughs> um, Geekscape us, thank you so much. And again, check out Daughter. Dude, thanks. Thank Come you. Show. Thank you, thank you. And also make sure that they get uh, uh, Matt Heidi, County Line No Fear, Heart of a Champion, Battle for Saipan, Monsters of California, and Salvage Marines. Also, Hunt Club's coming soon, and Monsters of California. And right before we started this interview, I was talking about my film, and you were like... Can I be in it? I'm like, dude, slow up, hungry, hungry hippos. No, no, man. I've done these over six years. These last, all these films, and they all just come out this month. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) I'm like, I look like I'm the busiest man in Hollywood. But it's like, but it's like all of a sudden, all the movies coming like this, and like some of them already come out, but now they're on DVD and they're this at the same time. So I have all these movies. That's how it is. Yeah, it's weird. It's wild. All right, Geeks gave us. Talk to you next time. Geeks gave. Peace. All right, Geekscapists, I thought that was a fun conversation. Hopefully you did too. Again, Daughter is out on VOD this weekend or in local theaters. You just got to check those theater listings. On to the premiere tomorrow night. On to that Q&A. And I'll report next week. Uh, do I have an episode? Yes, I'm going to put up the Homer Bound Q&A uh, that we did at the El Capitan a few weeks ago. I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. So subscribe, share Geekscape with your friends. And until I catch you next time. Geekscape forever. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.